welcome back to Black Arcade Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Invasion. This is the second episode of the first season entitled Crash. That was directed once again by Jacob Verbruggen and was written by Simon Kinberg and David Wheel. I give this episode another 8 out of 10. I think the last maybe three to five minutes were the most exciting part of the episode. Uh, we got a few more faces, new faces to follow. I'm not sure about how I feel <laughs> about either storyline, but it was okay. Let's go ahead and jump into the recap. Anisha is still in shock after the shock wave has destroyed every house in the neighborhood. We find out a little later, except theirs. Still reeling from her husband's betrayal as he tries to comfort the kids. She wants to go outside once they get down into the basement, but Ahmed, or Manny, is that his first name, goes instead to talk to the neighbors, all confused about what is going on and whether or not they should leave because one family definitely got the fuck out of Dodge and I bet they were black. I'm just putting money on that because we don't stop and ask questions and look befuddled and need to talk to other people. We're like, mm, doesn't seem right. Get the fuck out of here. My house is no good to me at this time. I'm going to get out before everyone else starts to understand that they should get out. In London, England, Casper, a new uh, character, gets off the school bus, meeting up with his mates. He smiles at a school crush, Jamila, but is then knocked down by the school bully that Casper doesn't narc on when the teacher comes out to address it. And it's clearly embarrassed. I don't get this, you know. Oh, if I say anything about the bully, then that means they'll just keep bullying me. Or, or they'll stop. <laughs> or start fighting back. One or the other. I know this is what always happens. But it's one of those tropish story arcs. Even down to the seizures where I'm like, uh, can we not get a little original? He runs to the bathroom and is rather young to be taking pills, but then I realized that he was stopping himself from having a seizure. They all pile on the school bus afterwards for a school trip with Monty still being a prick. But Jamila lets him know in no uncertain terms. Bitch, I hope the fuck you do. You'll be a dead son of a bitch, I tell you that. I like the character of Jamila. I hope that, uh... She has more of an active role going forward other than the coincidental, did I say quintessential like three times already? The typical crush that he has to, you know, become a man to earn, whatever that means. Back in Japan, Mitsuki is missing her boo and leaving video diary messages for her each day that she is away. She is then called into work regarding the Hashi, which is the name of the, uh, the space craft or the rocket. I don't know anything about <laughs> uh, that particular side of things, and it shows. That has not communicated with JASA in three hours. NASA also cannot get in touch with them. Turns out there was an emergency distress signal. Is she really the only person capable of pulling up this information? They never received, and NASA also has lost communication, surmising with the director, surmising there's a cosmic storm, possibly, that has knocked out the communications. 
when they pull up the video though they see the ship is clearly destroyed and her boo thing hanata is dead While she is walking home because she just leaves and everyone is like okay it is announced to the citizens of japan that the there was an accident of some kind that three lives have been lost and you see that she makes it home to start grieving but this is a, a bit of a scandal so to speak but no one knows what happened what I do like about the show is the difference in time zones. So you see things are happening at different periods based on where you are located on the continent. U.S. Combat Outpost in Afghanistan is where we meet Travante Ward as he tours the camp of many masculine traits. Because boys, when they're left alone, will be boys. All they talk about is sex. Who is this other person having sex with? Are you gay? I'm going to have sex with your mom and your sister and anyone else that you're related to. I'm going to throw some football. We're going to have some ribs. One dude just farted. Gross. You nasty. Not by the food is an understatement. What are you thinking? He's clearly putting on a morale front as he calls, as we see a little later, as he calls his girlfriend, wife, I'm not sure. They don't seem to be on the uh, straight and narrow. They're having some rocks in their relationship. <laughs> it does not, the call does not end with, I love yous, but a dial tone. <laughs> he don't really say nothing. She don't really say nothing. I don't know what's going on. She clearly is like, what? I was expecting to have this phone call today. He was like, um, I'm trying to, bye. Albie. Meanwhile, has a very loving grandma that thanks Trev for saving her son and keeping everyone safe. Under pressure. Under pressure. He tried to play it off too, like they left on amicable terms. <laughs> no, they did not. Casper, back in London, makes hard eyes at Jamila on the bus with something happening to everyone's phones. We saw this earlier. That's affected, but he has a Walkman on, thus he is unaffected and can still listen to his music. This is also why I listen to music on my MP3 player and not my phone, because if anything happens to my phone, I always want to have a backup on battery, something on batteries. I'm not giving my whole entire life into a phone yet when he uh when there's a bump that they think is a pothole and i'm like ain't no pothole ever been that huge he drops his notebook she sees the drawings that are clearly of her and then him as a small and isolated child on a planet she ends up complimenting his work before asking to listen to an earbud because he says this is old music one green day is good shit and not fucking old <laughs> But it was kind of cute that his friends got excited for him. Of course, they had to go be like, oh, put the dick in the pants. Like, come on. Y'all are so... Why are they like this? <laughs> Who taught them? Like, what, what? what is it with males in society that they're so overly sexualized and everything's all about that? And it's not. <laughs> but it is the topic on the top of their conversation. I know, I listen to Bill Burr when he's like, you know, my dick is a life coach. 
it would just flag everyone through true but at the same time they're like 12. back with the maliks as everyone is panicking over what could have happened or caused all the damage everyone notices outside with manny that his home is untouched just like luke was the only kid without a nosebleed there seems to be a connection with children don't know what it is but i am curious evermore to find out what that is i kind of want more answers to the mysteries than i do about delving into what it's like to be a 12 year old kid <laughs> or dealing with a husband that really wanted to leave but now is forced to stay uh luke starts to scream and that's when he rushes in he says he's hearing something only he can demanding to make it stop anisha checks him out but there is nothing in his ears or his eyes the lights then come back on and manny attempts again at least that's what he tells his wife and children to call 911. little luke has not removed his hands from his ears and doesn't understand why they can't hear the voice that is repeating wajo you damn right i googled the word and all i could come up with is castle in japanese so there seems to be a connection but what after his kid is freaking out instead of calling 911 manny calls his girlfriend worried about her and it isn't just an affair they're in love look i'm not saying you can't want out of your relationship for whatever the reasons are you're a piece of shit you don't want to be i mean he seems like he's a good father until we see that he's not there is a disgust within him regarding his family that i don't thoroughly understand and unfortunately it just makes him look like a complete asshole which if that's what he's supposed to be i don't know why she didn't just get in that car take his phone and go off with her children why do i need you here i would explain your dad wants to be somewhere else right now <laughs> or if i wanted to be really petty well i'm gonna drop you off where you want to be and i'll be on my way no i would have left them sitting there i know just because of the kids i, I would have been tempted to do that but mm, mm -mm. i would have just drove off my kids shut the fuck up you don't know what's going on right now and you don't need to i will explain momentarily but for right now daddy ain't coming in the car but back to manny like why didn't you just get a a, a, a lawyer sign the get say you want a divorce and move on all this behind the scene you're getting to tell like he clearly is ashamed of who he is on the outside and it's really sad it's like everyone's looking at me in a certain way she's like they've always looked at us like that you won't you just now seen it because you thought for some reason you had white face on the school trip casper begins to have a seizure distracting the bus driver from seeing the debris oh wait did i no i didn't skip a part well he was looking at the sheep escaping which is always a sign of something happening or just sheep going the other way <laughs> but they're all distracted and can't see the debris falling from the sky 
and the bus driver crashes into the ravine. Luckily, Jamila seat belts that boy. But, I mean, one of the other kids was like, where's this medication? Y'all didn't see all those pills come out on the hallway steps? Nobody, the teacher didn't walk away and wonder why all these pills were on the floor? Also don't understand why he wouldn't just pull the fuck over instead of looking out of his window? And I don't know how they're supposed to survive this crash into the ravine, but because we just met these people, I'm guessing they will. But realistically, I don't feel like they would. Back to Manny, he comes in and lies about calling 911, even though she knows he called his mistress. She keeps looking shocked. And I understand because she probably like, like, where did this come from? Like, okay, so you cheating on me, but this whole fucking shit right here, your child is freaking out. And you go, let me call my other girl? Let me call my mistress to make sure you're okay? Couldn't you have done that and called 911? Because didn't seem like you made an effort at all to call 911 if the phone was working. Anisha shrugs him off and suddenly the windows implode after they try to put Luke on the couch. He's surprised. Uh, already stated that. People look at him with racism in their eyes like that's new. Anisha is the only one taking action to get their family safe and out of there. Like, okay, windows is busting, house no longer safe. Grab your shit, find one thing you like, let's go. While he stares listlessly out of the window. Bloody hell, it's about as useful as a hot dog at a bloody vegetarian convention. You haven't even seen anything crazy to make you be so in shock. I can see Anisha at first being in a, you know, a daze because she was already in a daze from the whole scandal of him cheating. And then she's watching people literally try to help themselves up in their home (laughs) as it is crumbling around them. And he's sitting there looking morose instead of trying to protect his children, which I would believe anyone as a parent would do unless they're a bad one which that was not an indication so i don't know yeah back in japan mitsuki's mom visits her grieving daughter only for her to say her lover being dead is fate and for the best so now she can meet a man and have a fresh start evil get the hell out i understand mom you're concerned about her soul but does it need to be 24 to 48 hours after her lover has died that she was clearly in love with? The place is clean. It was all her. So, of course, Mitsuki yells at her mother to get the fuck out. She then gets drunk in public, which she'd be a crime and arrested for. Then she's at a club, which I don't know how she got in because it didn't seem like she had shoes on, where she picks up a girl that looks like Hinata and takes her home. They start having sexy times only for her grief to catch up with her actions and she kicks the woman out. Second woman kicked out of this apartment today. She takes the star off of the ceiling. Back in Afghanistan, anxiety erupts in the Humvee over the missing squad, Moretti squad I believe, that they are sent to look for. Once again, despite his own inner turmoil, Trevante lightens the mood by singing some Moana. They get to an abandoned town and the Moretti Scott Moretto squad is nowhere in sight. Many residents come out and things get tense until a woman tells them of an attack 
The rest follow, advising that they went to a school. If you see guns pointing at you, why would you inch closer? That's just, I understand these people might be scared and they might be seeking these soldiers for assistance, but now while they're pointing guns at me and like, let one person speak for the group. <laughs> I just think there's a better way to do this is all. The soldiers then head to the school where they find children huddled together. The building wall has been destroyed. A kid bleeding from his nose is drawing a circle in the sand on his desk. That camera close up of Trevante with him smiling with all them white ass teeth. And that wink rather did something in my girly parts. They all say the same or begin to repeat the same thing. When he asks what happened to the other soldiers like me, the kid points out to something in the desert. Manny gets in the car with his children and cannot seem to start the Tesla that he needed to buy. Anisha scolds him for trying to impress her instead of just getting a regular ass car. Frustrated, he gets out, swipes at some uh, trees, <laughs> bushes and tries to get a ride in the neighbor's car saying don't worry about them it's just me why are you so bad this is actually rather fucked up and it reminds me of years and years when the one guy they thought it was the end of the world or something terrible was going to happen if he was going to spend it with anyone it was the person he was in love with even though he was married and while on a Maybe emotional level, I get that, but come on, man. You have children. I didn't like it when it happened with him, and it was already dirty, but this is beyond. Anisha watches in horror, because you know the kids heard. How did they not hear him shouting, just take me? Calls him a coward. He remarks, well, I was going to leave you this week. Well, you picked the wrong fucking week. Now get in the car, you fucking child. And give me the phone because I'm driving. Apparently, I'm going to have to be the man of the house now. I would have just left them. Anisha, taking control, tells everyone, including her bitch-ass husband, to stop crying. It's going to be fine. Starting the car up with little effort. Back in Afghanistan, Trevante's group gets to where the last squad was located. A piercing noise interferes with their comms suddenly they are in a blinding sandstorm until they are able to break through through some lights in the storm they follow that however what meets them is some type of alien vessel that moves on the outer shell is this organic is it machine i'm not sure but they decide to fire at it repeatedly to no avail because I'm going to shoot first and ask questions later. Questions later. And I don't even blame them for that. That came face to face with that. I'm either running or I'm shooting. I probably would have just ran. <laughs> like, I'm not going to antagonize it. Suddenly they are hit with a sonic blast. And that is how we end the episode. So as I stated at the top of the hour. Or the, the recap. The last five minutes were the better part of said alien invasion. Things happening in different time zones could add an aspect of thriller to 
what is happening to the alien attack but it's not screaming that anywhere that we've seen thus far other than in afghanistan there was debris falling from the sky does no one else not see this is nasa not aware when are we gonna catch up like when i think of an alien attack i think of you know maybe we would have got the first episode a little bit more of the casual with everyone and figuring out where they're at then the second episode i expect things to more hit the fan and right now i'm not getting that so i would prefer a little bit more of the suspense i do like the addition of trevante i uh, really liked his acting in this episode and at least we got some action from the army but where are the officers like we heard sirens but we didn't see them at all you would need, uh, that's not believable to me that officers or uh as many people as possible would be on the streets at least hurting people right it feels very far removed but i'm optimistic that things will pick up hopefully in the next few episodes what's happening with the children why is it affecting them of course the seizures are not just epilepsy but some to superpower i'm guessing which is rather cliche i don't really like following a group of kids especially when they're like shitty kids and it's only one adult i, I don't really care the mitsuku storyline is the least interesting for me i just haven't spent as much time with either character nor have we seen an intimate scene with them to be emotionally invested in the fallout and i'm really culturally not as aware of the homophobia in japan but it also feels more like a psa than than something that's lived in and maybe we'll get a little bit more but i don't know so that is all i have for this episode if you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackpouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic. <laughs>